Hi, I'm Jay. I'm Aaron. Hey, and I'm Emma. And you're listening to episode 73 of the Salty Mother Cultures podcast. everybody how are you doing my name is emma grant and i ride a harley davidson iron 1200 and i have been riding for on and off i would say about a decade at this point what what year is that iron it's a 2021 wow oh, i know i know i'm like one of those people that has like a new motorcycle but you know <laughs> i spent so much time fixing old bikes that when i bought this uh this this beast i was like you know what i really want to spend a lot of time writing and a lot less time uh (laughs) and i wasn't in a space at the time where i had access to like garage and tools very easily so i was like i'm just gonna get a newer bike and then i don't have to worry about it as much it can just be like i'm gonna go and when i need to go um i'm gonna go and it was like uh for the most part my main source of transportation besides public transport so like i didn't want to have to deal with um you know like it not starting when i needed to be places Mm -hmm. things like that Mm -hmm. um but yeah so so i feel i do feel like a fancy bitch in a lot of ways (laughs) um um and i'll probably be paying it off for the next like decade but you know it, it is what it is and i and i do love it so my motorcycle before that was a 78 kawasaki kz 650 which is kind of like a honda cb clone and i I loved it it was amazing it was like it was my starter bike so i you know i spent a lot of time like learning about the basics i guess of like motorcycle maintenance and stuff but yeah it was always breaking because you know it was uh, 1978 yeah. <laughs> uh and yeah you know it was like one of those things where it was like oh it needs new points and it's like well i can't do that work so i have to take it to a specialty shop and they're gonna have it for like two months and mm. um you know it's got like a bad pet pack so now i have to like order that from ebay and wait like a month for it to come from yeah. japan and yeah so it was just this kind of thing where I, I did learn a lot and it was this really like, fulfilling experience of being able to like work on a motorcycle and the whole like Zen in the art thing. But like at the same time, I was like, wow, I, I was living in the Midwest. So riding season, um, as I'm sure you are both familiar with, is like limited due to weather. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the second year I had it, I was like very similar situation where I had it either in the shop or you know, in pieces in my garage for majority of like the the summer. And it was like, why do I even have a motorcycle if I cannot <laughs> yeah. ride it? <laughs> See, the question- it was a great learning experience, but it was still very like, uh, this is this is uh frustrating. See, the question should have been, why do I only have one motorcycle? <laughs> yeah, you know, that 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 is a great question. Um that is a great question. Uh I was uh married at the time, so I think that's why. Did you sell it, I assume? I did. When I moved out to like the West Coast, I, I sold it because I was like, mm-hmm. it doesn't make a lot of sense for me to, you know, bring this kind of ancient beast with me on a trailer 
moving cross country when motorcycles in reality are 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 a little bit of dime a dozen and i was like i'll just get something yeah when i move sometimes i miss it uh most days i don't yeah (laughs) it also took forever to warm up so it was like one of those things where i'd start this motorcycle and like just like have the choke wide open for 10 minutes you know and then i'd go to go and it would like kind of stall out because it wasn't it wasn't warm enough still so <laughs> i think my neighbors hated me and i hated this whole process and i was like i just want something i can push the button and go i had a similar bike once it was an 83 kz 550 so okay so probably similar it was like a four in line and it like same sort of deal it would take forever to start with the choke on so i'd end up riding with the choke on for like you know 10 clicks or whatever mm. And then mm-hmm. uh, I'd forget the choke was on. <laughs> and then I'd just be bogging down on the highway, like just shitting my pants. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with this thing now? <laughs> Stop like, oh, my, my choke's on. And the pug- plugs are all fucked now. <laughs> but it was a fun bike. Yeah. Yeah, it was a super fun bike. And I, uh, you know, at the, at the time, it was like absolutely the only thing that I could uh, afford. So, it, you know, it served me well and got... Like I cut my teeth on it and had a few close calls and all that fun stuff. So yeah, it was a good, good time. So besides commuting and stuff, do you go on any trips or? You know, I haven't done too much. Um, Just like some desert overnight stuff. Uh, I live in Los Angeles. I'm currently in Phoenix calling from Phoenix, Arizona, but um, home base at this point is Los Angeles, California. So um, I have done some stuff, but um, it's a little it's a little difficult for me to get away for good amounts of time at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I haven't done anything um, too extreme. I would love to do like you know like a full you know Route sixty six trip or something like that, mm-hmm. or like you know drive it back to uh, Minnesota or. I have a good friend who lives in Texas and we're always talking about, you know, doing some like national park road trip, but I haven't done too much of that stuff. Um, yeah. But now the beauty of it is if you were to find yourself with that time, you have a reliable motorcycle. It's yeah. true. Although, you know, the, the um, enthusiasts would tell you like, Oh, that's too small of a bike to travel on. That's fucking um, bullshit. And be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. Actually, is, but I get a, I get a lot of that. Like a sportster's not comfortable. You can't lie to me there. But absolutely, <laughs> yes. that's like a big enough bike for hauling you and all your shit around. Yeah. 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 Like I have a full, um, you know, like uh, m- moto camping kit and everything, yeah. and I, I have been able to carry just as much stuff as I've needed, at least for like you know doing a couple days. So yeah, you'd have no trouble on a bike like that, especially like fuel yeah. injected, where you're not worrying about like any carb shit right. like in the mountains or desert like going in between stuff oh, yeah i guess i never right. think about that stuff yeah it's yeah i've, I've never Altitude. really i've never right. had to run into the issue but i've heard tons of folks especially on old harleys and stuff that just like have a shit time going up in the mountains <laughs> yeah that whole altitude thing will will really uh fuck up your air fuel mm-hmm. ratio <laughs> I, I know i'm just over here like, like my, what? my mind is blown like fuck right like when you don't think about like you know, another like area and what they're yeah. well, like, you just think, I just think, oh, you're in a place that's hot. You can ride all year. Whoopity doo da, right? I can't ride all mm-hmm. year because I'm in the winter time. But it's like, mm-hmm. oh, but also there's this other shit you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And you all are like on the East Coast. So, you know, um, the concept of mountains is probably not very um, close in your mind, but there are quite a few here. And in order to get around, you have to go over quite a few of them. Also, yeah. So. Well, this yeah. particular province is entirely flat. Oh, we're a sandbar. Yeah. We are barely. There's, there's no rocks here. <laughs> it's so funny because, uh, you know, as, as a, this is off topic, but as a youth, I was a, you know, as a, as a, a baby trans lady, I was um, very obsessed with Anne of Green Cables. So <clears throat> I'm intimately familiar with uh, Prince Edward Island, at least, you know, 150 years ago. Ooh, not much has changed. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <much>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Um, but I was always like, where, where is this magical? Where is this magical place? And it's like, oh, it's in Canada. Of course it's in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Not real. <laughs> yeah. Cartoon money, not real. It's all fiction. All I truths. mean, I'm not intimately familiar, but I'm familiar. <laughs> right. You know, I, I pride myself on being a worldly person, so... Um, <laughs> You know, it's a country that is literally bordering the country that I live in, and I should probably know a little bit about it. This is bad. This, If you want to talk about side topics, we were watching 90 Day Fiance, Ooh. and there was this, like, woman that was moving from Serbia to somewhere, where was South Dakota, something like that, and she yeah. was like, I, I, we have to move to L.A. immediately, and it was like, she didn't care that there was any other states, any other cities. The only one to go live in would be LA. I'm like, yeah, yeah actually like what is in the States? There's LA and there's New York and that's everything. Yeah. And I guess Chicago, if you, you know, if you're, you're desperate. Desperate. I, heard, <laughs> I have a few friends that went to Chicago <clears throat> in the summertime for like concerts or something from here. And they were mm -hmm. like, Chicago fucking rules. Yeah, the Midwest in the summer, amazing. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm a big fan. Huh. You know, I think it's like this juxtaposition of people surviving an entire winter. And then when the weather is nice, you, you can probably relate to this somewhat. But like when the weather finally gets nice, like everyone's just joyous and happy because it's not winter anymore. Yeah. And it is mm -hmm. beautiful. Like, you know, things bloom. Everything turns green. There are lakes. It is, it is like this magical place hmm. and it's very like, um, it's temporary, you know? So it's also like people are really, you know, trying to soak it up as much as possible while they still can. So, um, it's like definitely an energy yeah, that I like, I'm actually going to be going back to the Midwest for, for the summer here for that specific reason. Cool. I'm going to be there for uh, July and August in, in Minnesota. And it's like, past that you know i run the risk of it's you know we're moving into fall yeah mm. like the summer summer in the midwest that is the place to be for sure did you grow up in arizona um i didn't grow up in arizona i was born here okay um most of my family still lives here uh i'm a military brat okay so i've moved around a lot and i think i moved away from here when i was like three years old because my dad uh, got an assignment and yeah, I've kind of been moving ever since. It's mm. like the curse of the military child. It's like hard to stay in one place. And yeah, so I've, I've, I've lived in like a, a, a wide variety of places and, and countries and, and whatnot. But yeah, I guess, I guess at the end of the day, this is home because this is where like my, you know, my family is. Um, even though I've never... 
I haven't lived in Arizona or in, uh, in at least in uh, Southern Arizona since I was three years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so geographically challenged. <laughs> I'm like trying to picture where Arizona is. And then I'm like, yeah. I, feel, I feel like if I had like a child's puzzle of the U.S., I could probably put it together based on like the odd shape. And, yeah. And like, oh you know, if there was like, uh, a symbol every once in a while like you know how those like children's drawings will have like uh-huh. uh you know a cactus represents like yeah. these six states yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like yeah it's like the, the biome or what or whatnot yeah. yeah yeah i could do that that's that's how my brain works and like i'm thinking of those you've probably seen the graphics going around of like the this the no basically no trans zones <laughs> yeah. oh yes and it's yeah. like it's like all red in the middle and then like the edges are nice and blue. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, the coasts are generally better and more liberal, I guess. I don't know. Maybe the ocean makes people like freer thinkers. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's funny, like thinking of like daydream motorcycle trips and stuff. Like I'll look at a map and think of like South America. I'll be like, oh, I'd like to go through this country, this country. And it's like, oh shit, we have to go through like Venezuela to like, go here or something mm-hmm. and i'm like maybe mm-hmm. that's that's a bad idea um now my brain's like thinking about that with the u.s <laughs> it's like i really want to like we really do want to go to la we want to go see uh oregon as well yeah and, and to get there <laughs> it's like yes i'm not sure Very how far. i want to get there you know yeah yeah i know this isn't a car podcast but i'm in the i'm currently in the market of buying a car and i'm like i need i'm in in the same boat for a different reason but like i'm like i think i just need a new car because the because i'm you know driving to the midwest and um currently like a little bit transient um and just kind of like you know uh going wherever the wind takes me at the moment but i'm like i don't want to break down in fucking oklahoma right Uh, right like i need something reliable that is for sure Mm -hmm. not going to break down in like uh nebraska you know, yeah. I, I just don't even know what the fucking climate is and, uh, you know, like what kind of risk I take with, uh, you know, breaking down in some some parts of the United States mm-hmm. at this point. So that's fucking yeah. Up. I mean, that it, it I is. mean, whether that's about a car or, or a motorcycle, like it's the, right. it's the oh same God, shit, right? For sure. Yeah. Do you do you have like do you have friends in uh, scary states? <laughs> Do I have friends in scary states? That's a good question. I I mean, yes. Uh, my best friend lives in Texas. Uh, and granted, he lives in like, you know, the the liberal hub of, uh, of the entire state, Austin, Texas, which mm-hmm. is extremely liberal. But it's still, you know, um, despite being governed by um, city ordinances and whatnot, and a lot of those being pretty progressive, he's still you know mandated by state law so um i have definitely you know considered and thought a lot about what it means to travel there um i know that um you know there were just for the first time ever um i think like the human rights campaign put a travel advisory out for florida Mm, yeah which is like i think the first time that a u.s state has ever had like travel advisory for like lgbtq people um so yeah things are things things are uh progressing here in a at a rapid clip and also in this like way that i mean for anyone who's been paying attention kind of saw coming but also is like 
it, it feels pretty intense and um, obviously has me worried and for, for myself and my, like my loved ones and my uh, queer fam. So, but I do, yeah, I do have, uh, I do have some friends in scary places. <laughs> I mean, I'm in Arizona right now, which just recently, you know, in this last election, barely became a blue state, which is like, in a lot of ways, extremely, I, I didn't predict that, I guess, mm. that that would ever happen. Yeah. Um, I also grew up in New Mexico when I was a little kid for a while, and that is now a blue state, um, which when I lived there, you know, which was, you know, 20, 30 years ago, it was very red. Um, and I never thought in a million years that it would become a progressive state. But I recently drove through New Mexico, and as you're driving the, like, welcome to New Mexico sign says <clears throat> it's like welcome to New Mexico where abortion is legal and always will be and I was like what fucking wow. <laughs> yeah like this is a state that's like literally you know 20 years ago was this deep deep you know conservative Republican state and now it's completely shifted and I feel like Arizona in a lot of ways is it, it, it's happening here too and I think you know, there was this huge diaspora from a lot of places on the West Coast during COVID because of people, you know, not wanting to pay exorbitant rents for, um, you know, places that <clears throat> they couldn't even go outside and, like, enjoy the amenities of. So, like, a lot of people, like, left L.A., San Francisco, and they're all moving to these, you know, tiny little desert strongholds and, like, flipping them slowly. So, Well, that's good. Yeah, but well, it's just, it's, like, fascinating to be, like, even, <clears throat> and sorry, I know this is, like, not motorcycle related at all, but even just being here, like, 10 years ago, there was nothing. Um, Phoenix was, like, a place that I came to to visit family, and there was, like, nothing cool here, and I've been, like, hanging out with a few friends that I have here, and I'm, like, holy shit, like, Phoenix has, like, some cool stuff now. This is really weird, and it's, like, all these people coming from the West Coast. It's good to so, see it's good to see places that you maybe once thought were like not great. Yes. Start to do little better things. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So um do you have any rider friends there? I know you just got back there, but are any of your uh, buddies riders? No, none of them are, although I was at a bar the other night and there was like this like row of like old school harley choppers out front it was like kind of like a hip place uh i was like i need to know who those people are i was like this queer bar too so yeah. i was like i need to know who these people are and it's probably really creepy to just like camp out <laughs> in front of their motorcycles and wait for them to come out but i was like these bikes are badass and i would really really like to be friends with them um, <laughs> I don't I don't know if uh if Queers on Gears got to Phoenix, did they? Or I don't know or, if they have a chapter here. It's a good question though. Pro I'm thinking I'm thinking of how many chapters there are and it's like I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so either. And you know, like I think with the kind of like uh change of the city becoming like more progressive, like more and more queer people are moving here but mm -hmm. i think that the scene in general is still pretty small i think that globally it is minute it is minuscule <laughs> yes. it is itty bitty I, 
podcast. Yeah. I mean, I lived I lived in Los Angeles. I live I live in Los Angeles, and like even there, it's like you know, it's pretty small. Even though there are quite a quite a few people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like you know one of the biggest cities in the world. So I know you said you didn't want to be creepy, but to be creepy for a, a millisecond, <laughs> like we will basically scour Instagram looking for uh, cool looking people that <laughs> mm-hmm. are also like queer looking people and then mm-hmm. find out they're motorcycle people. <laughs> and then we're like, yes, we got one. <laughs> we got one. We have to talk to them. <laughs> It's like we went fishing and we caught something. Yeah. yeah. Or, or or it's like, you know, you see someone and it's like, oh, that, that's cool. Oh, they have a bike. That's cool. Please be queer. Please be queer. Please be queer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's, you know, I, I think it's an intimidating scene to enter as like, well, for, for myself, like as a woman, but then also like as a trans woman. Oof. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot. And like, mm-hmm. You know, in in LA, there's a pretty significant like lady biker scene, right? Um, and and most people are like real incredible and amazing. Um, but even then, it's like very intimidating to like walk into this kind of like cis woman space um, mm-hmm. and be like the the only like trans person, basically. Yeah, I think a- any situation that's intimidating, but. I think specifically in like, you know, everyone, like so many of those people are like, oh, we've been friends for 15 years. You know, it's it's a club. Like it's literally yeah. a club. Yeah. But like you're like walking into this thing where it's like, oh, it's your club. And you all are like great and sweet. But I, I, I don't know like what kind of like, you know, education you have around like, I don't know, queer and trans like topics. I don't know like how you're going to approach me. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how. And, and like so many people are super sweet and like very accepting and like don't even bat an eye. But there's always like that, like a little bit of an underlying vibe of like, oh, and maybe it's just, you know, imposter syndrome. But do, do I really fit in here? Is this like the place for me? I guess it's, that's like it's disappointing because it's like that should be the place, you know? Mm-hmm. Right it should be the place. And like, when mm-hmm. you, when you like write it all down, you're like, yep, that's the place for me. And mm-hmm. then, and then you get there and you're like, oh, I'm just disappointed again. Yeah. And you know, lots of people, like I said, are, are amazing and like so welcoming and like, just like, we'll welcome you with open arms, but there's also, you know, always the kind of like contingent. And maybe that's true with like anyone new, but you know, like kind of like, I'm going to watch you from the, from the outskirts and like suss you out and and all that kind of thing and um yeah it can just feel like a lot for for someone kind of entering into that space so yeah it's always it's it's always interesting and it's always like this you know you kind of have i have to i have to psych myself up to be like okay i'm gonna do this thing i'm gonna go meet the people you know (laughs) like this is this is what i want i want to be part of this thing and i'm gonna go like do it and i'm gonna you know meet people and Sometimes it just ends up being like way more emotional labor than it's actually worth. Right. Mm. Which, which sucks because then, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, it is like further isolating and whatnot. I mean, Queers on Gears is incredible. Um, I hadn't done too many rides with them, unfortunately. I think um, just LA is weird because it's like geographically, there are, are so many people 
but sometimes those people are far away, even though they're maybe in the same city or the same county. Mm-hmm. So Queers on Gears would do like a lot of uh, rides that were like, you know, like in Long Beach or like Orange County, which for me, where I was living, even just to get there, it's like an hour on the freeway. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and a lot of those rides would start at like 9 a.m. So it's like, am I going to get up at 730 and slog Whoa. on a Saturday and slog through like an hour of traffic just to get to this ride? You're not. Mm-hmm. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so like that, that became a little bit of like a, like a barrier, I guess, even though that was like something I definitely wanted to do. And those were people that I definitely wanted to connect with. Are you like, by default, would you say that you're a bit of a lone wolf? I think so. Yeah, I am. You know, I have a lot of good friends, like real, um, close, like ride or die homies kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but they're all over the place. Um, it's it's almost like I find my people and they're elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Relatable. You know, as, opposed yeah. To, as opposed to like having this like hardcore community that's, you know, near me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we are yeah, on, and think, we're on a tiny little island and we specifically yeah. call very specific people. Yeah. We call people in like Arizona. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, well, I mean, I think yeah. there's like something about that too, and like, uh, you know, being like a uh, queer and trans person, it's like when you find your people that you like really click with, it's like you hold on to them, mm-hmm. but then like life also gets in the way and like shovels you and the wind blows you other places. But like, I think those friendships um, are so rare mm-hmm. that you that. I, as an adult, you know, like I'm a 45 year old um, person, so I'm very, very grown. Like I, I would rather nurture relationships that I know are like solid and um, relationships that not, maybe not um, just have history, but that have like, I don't know, like a a deep connection um, over like, you know, trying to go out and uh, meet 20 new people where I might not like connect or click with any of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And people, I think that just like, you know, also understand um, the various like identities and like the various ways that I guess I'm marginalized um, and like can, can like really hold space for that and like vice versa. I find for myself around here, like, because our, you know, us, queer community i guess is like pretty small and the Mm -hmm. trans community even smaller than that um it's like i realize very quickly in these groups how fucking weird i am and Mm. and how i'm just (laughs) as much as like we might be on the same page like as far as transness goes or i might find a motorcycle friend that's not trans at all uh it's like in neither of those spaces, I realize how out of place I am because mm-hmm. I'm just weird, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah, like, yeah. so when I find like folks like through the, especially through the podcast, like in just random places throughout basically North America, it's like, it's really grounding to know that there are people out there that exist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you spend so much time like in like a real, quote unquote, real life community around you, it's like, yeah, it's fun going out to do things and that, but it's like you, I don't have that connection to people. 
like yeah. the, the same connection that I have for people that are elsewhere that mm-hmm. like, right. I, don't, I don't have to explain my weirdness, transness, yeah. you know, my foul mouth and like just the stupid shit that I would say. Yeah. You don't have to right. explain like, any of that. Yeah. It's like very like, uh, you know, take me as I am kind of thing. And I yeah. find it surprising like that, cause I have to work so hard at that around here in like communities to like not say the wrong thing or like say mm-hmm. something that's more palatable to, you know, our locale where if I just say something and then have someone understand what I'm trying to say yeah. or like just go, oh, fuck yeah. And like they get my joke when it's like, uh-huh. I didn't, I wouldn't expect anyone to get that joke. Yeah. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's like surprising and enlightening and like, I don't know, I just love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is good. Like finding your folks is good and important. And we live in an era where it's like, you know, geography is uh, less and less important or i guess physical distance like the hard part is like um coming to terms with you could have some like really fucking awesome friends in your life that like maybe you're never gonna meet in real life yeah like that's kind of bizarre Mm -hmm. it is you know it's like um i was living for last couple years with my ex and her kids and it's like that is in so many ways their reality especially going through like COVID um, and kind of moving Mm -hmm. their lives, which were already heavily like online to completely online for a little while. Yeah. Like, you know, one of the kids that I was living with, um, they're 18 and they had a long-term boyfriend ever since I met. So for, for the last like three and a half years that up until I think last Thanksgiving, they had never met in real life wow and have only met one time but they are you know they talk on the phone every single day they like you know video chat all the time and it's like it's a serious relationship yeah they've met once in real life it's uh it's very 90 day day fiance what (laughs) (laughs) we watched we watched three episodes of 90 day fiance and it was I don't know if they all, no, they didn't all find each other online. Actually. I think it was just like, they were traveling and like, maybe some met online or like knew of each other through mutuals and met Mm -hmm. online. But that very bizarre show. Yeah. It's it's like kind of cringy to watch. I think just from a relationship point of view, because it's like, even if we were to do a long distance thing, it's like, I would do it better than that. Yes. You get so judgy. Like I want, Oh my gosh. I want it to work. I, I'm like, there's, there's really no reason why some of these relationships couldn't just work, you know? Yeah. Like, as long as you can tolerate each other together in real life, right? when you do get together in real life, mm-hmm. then, like, that's a relationship. Yeah. But, yeah, the, it's, it's, just it's a, not like you don't know each other because you haven't yeah. been in the like, same physical location. Yeah, but these people are not really in great relationships. Like maybe they maybe they're only trying to get together because the one time they met in real life they got pregnant and now they got this kid they got to sort out. Ah, uh, yeah, like that kind That's of shit. Right. Anyway, there's not one biker on that show. Like, oh no, that's a lie. I think. Oh yeah, it is a lie. There is a guy. Um, what did he ride? It was like something really like. It was dorky. like a. I mean, uh, I loved it. It but... was like an old Suzuki or something. <laughs> like an intruder. Or yeah. Something. yeah, yeah. I think it was, it was like an a, like a crotch rocket. No, it no. was it was a like a looked like a nineties ish like <laughs> Suzuki intruder. Yeah, like it was something like that because I recognized the shape of the pipe when he drove by. 
And it was like, I love, I love that. Every, yes. Everything was nineties nerd. And you know, for that guy, I think that guy's like 23. So mm-hmm. like, he's like, got like this totally antique motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's amazing. <laughs> there's something like, I don't know, we call them dad bikes, but there's like just something so funny about someone that's on like, you know, a 1995 Suzuki or even like uh-huh. a, a Kawasaki Vulcan or something, but there's like, yeah, yeah. they're full, like head to toe leather, like chaps uh-huh. over their leather pants. And yeah. they're like, yeah. I am fucking tough as shit. Yeah. yeah. Like road dog, but then they go to like yeah. the engineering job on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's yeah. just like, there's something about like the person and the motorcycle don't match. Like they're, <laughs> a, they're a bad <laughs> pair. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you I, know, I, go ahead. No, I just, I, you know, I prefer seeing like those kind of people on like kind of older shitty bikes than like, you know, the weird weekend warrior where it's like, you know, they're on like some new Harley bagger. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's like a $40,000 bike. Like there's nothing like edgy about you at all. Yeah. Like you when know? you see that guy riding on the bagger with like new balance runners and yes. like um, <laughs> relaxed fit light wash jeans and, mm-hmm. and you're just like oh my god and like a bomber jacket like not a cute yeah. bomber jacket like a sports bomber jacket and you're like <laughs> yes. oh no there's like so you know <clears throat> i live currently in arizona and it is very much like i think one of the reasons it, it has stayed a conservative state for so long and this is very true for texas also is that it's like still like this wild west mentality Mm -hmm. you know it's like one of those states where people are like yeah like i live here because like the taxes are cheap and i don't want the government like taking my guns (laughs) but one of the things that like goes along with that is like there's no helmet laws in this state oh and which coming from california uh you know where uh helmets are are mandatory um where everyone wears a helmet, even if it's just like some fucking silly like chin strap, like yeah. you know, like um, like partial helmet that's not going to do anything yeah. in a crash. Mm-hmm. Like it's you, you know, it's something. So to like watch these like dudes just like blasting down the freeway like <laughs> seventy five in like fucking flip flops and shorts, no helmet. <laughs> I'm like. I'm like that is like just like a serious fucking death wish that I, that's some next level shit that I don't understand. So um, yeah. do you wear a helmet? Oh, always. Yeah. Always? Yeah. Full face. Always. Yeah. I'm okay. all the gear all the time kind of person. So <laughs> like, so, okay. When, so say you go like somewhere and you're meeting up with other riders or something or not, uh, or like yeah. whatever, right. Um, yeah. Are people going to, are people like silently judging you for wearing a helmet when you don't need to? Or do you think no uh, one cares? It's like wearing a mask like at the grocery mask. store now. Like it's yeah. like, it's like, like you don't COVID, have to do that anymore, dude. Yeah, you don't have to, but like you can. Yeah, I think you know, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you know, it's like about it's about my personal safety and my personal choices. Yeah. And I don't want to be fucking um <laughs> I don't want to have a traumatic head head injury because I, you know, I crashed and wasn't wearing a helmet. Yeah. And it is like a pain in the ass to fucking like haul around gear and it's actually getting like really hot here. Yeah. Um, so that is like a whole thing. But um, yeah, I usually like, you know, I don't, I have never like splurged on like, you know, like a fucking 
crazy expensive helmet. So most of the helmets that I have are like, you know, uh, I would say under $150 US dollars. Hmm. So I just lock my shit up my bike. Yeah. You know? So yeah. have you always been a full face helmet person? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Always been full face. Wow. Yeah. I used to be a, well, I used to be like shorty helmet for like years because that like looked so cool. Mm-hmm. And then the older I got and the longer I had been riding for and the more times I feel like I cheated death, the more, <laughs> the more uh, layered and armored and full face gear I got. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so full face now. Yep. You know, probably when I bought not my- going back. When I bought my first motorcycle, I like I told you I was married, so it was it was definitely like a thing where it was like you have to be safe. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm you're buying a death machine, and I need you to be safe. So, um, you know, it was like something I always wanted to, but uh, yeah, you know, I want to protect myself because there's people that love me, and I don't want to make them sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can honestly say I bought a full face helmet, uh, so people would gender me correctly while I was riding. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's I like believe people that. don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I bought my first like open face helmet so people would gender me correctly on motorcycle. Ooh, yeah. Uh, right. So Twist. that's kind like of this. funny, eh? Uh-huh. And now uh-huh. I want to be completely anonymous. In fact, mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to even look at me. Yeah. <laughs> like do it's not do not like, perceive do not me. Perceive me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. But, but you don't ride like a girl. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was told that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my, sounds... I think it, it was my, was it, was it Bri Bri? My yeah. father-in-law yes. said that I don't ride like a girl. Like I don't look like I'm like a prim and proper ballerina on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is that you just said, but yeah, sure. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Like what does that even look like? I'm always kind of curious when people say shit like that. Like what is, what is riding like a girl look like? Well, I think I can tell you in that case what he what he meant was that when when women ride they ride with their backs like really straight mm. and when dudes ride they kind of slump like they slump their <laughs> stomach and they like roll their shoreward their shoulders forward mm-hmm. so they're just kind of more like relaxed and like like a caveman po- like po- posed like a caveman gotcha. and uh, and women you know this is all air quotes right ride right, ride like just like really straight (laughs) and i i'm not gonna lie i'm pretty sure that when i started riding like 15 years ago i on purpose like tried to look like a dude because because it it wasn't good to be a woman on a motorcycle yeah you know the amount of shit yeah it's it's different today yeah right so I, I used to have to like basically walk into like a motorcycle shop if I needed to like pick something up or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. have to walk in with like uh, a fucking wide stance and a puffed out chest like and a deep voice. Like what? Mm-hmm. This is so weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. I mean, when I started riding motorcycles, I was it was before I, you know, came out. So yeah. I, I, I started riding motorcycles like presenting as like a male, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hard scenes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. 
And I mean, now, like, because once you, like, have been riding for a long time, your posture is your posture. And, mm-hmm. you know, you right. might, it kind of changes a bit with, like, the style of motorcycle you have and whatever. Sure. But, like, I've definitely on purpose, like, made myself look mm-hmm. a certain way. Just really out of safety, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, you know, today, today, luckily for me, feels different. So. That is, yeah, that's good. <laughs> like, we would always good. make fun of how everything in the bike shop was like, you know, 90% black and then like 10% would just be hot pink. Yeah. And yes. that, that was the oh lady section. God, yeah. And right. we, we would be horrified at that, just that aspect. Mm-hmm. And then when we spoke to Tori on, the, uh, on an episode in the winter, she was like, yeah, I painted my bike pink. Yeah. So people would know I was a woman. It wasn't my boyfriend's yeah. bike. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and my perspective just completely shifted on it. It was like, fuck like do i need a pink bike now yeah yeah it's interesting because you know i don't i don't i mean i like pink as a color fine but like i don't want a pink bike i want a right. murdered out black yeah yeah because that is who i am yeah yeah I'm black still, on I'm black still, i'm still a lady but like yeah you know that's that's who i am there is this uh there's this brand out of la actually called not a boy it's a, a motorcycle brand um yeah. small small brand but like um I actually have a a giant reflective sticker on the back of my helmet that says "Not a Boy." So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe that helps a little bit. <laughs> I feel like you know, especially in LA, though, like you could walk down the street and see anything and everything under the sun. So, like you know, a, a lady on a motorcycle is probably not not too controversial. Yeah, I mean, definitely. In the last, like, probably, I guess, in the last decade, you see, like, so many women who ride now. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's changed Especially so much. Especially on cruisers. Yeah. Because prior to that, if you it saw anyone, sport it was bikes. all sport bike. Yeah. For whatever reason. Right. Yeah. That was that was the vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's, like, like, really the stereotypical thing to do is to, like, get a sporty. Uh-huh. Or you get a bonnie. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's that's it. That's the ladies' bike. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the that's the uh, the entry level. Thank fuck. Those are at least cool looking bikes. Cause like I just <laughs> yeah. never got yeah. into sport oh, bikes, man. It's yeah. True. No, for sure. It's like you can <laughs> this kind of like entry level motorcycle that like in a lot of ways looks <clears throat> you know cooler than m- most motorcycles that are uh, more expensive. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I loved doing a few. We did a few like, um, like all ladies rides in in LA when I was there, and <clears throat> taking over the streets with like you know thirty, forty like lady riders is a, a total vibe. And if you haven't experienced it, I highly recommend because <laughs> it's just like this like super empowering moment where you're like, fuck yeah, like <laughs> we're out here, and like people are staring, but like fucking stare you know yeah i've done it it's cool it's also uncool because half of them can't ride <laughs> yeah that's true you definitely gotta like watch out it's got to be the right group mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but whatever like that doesn't have to be women that's anybody yeah i feel like la riders because it's so fucking dicey there just traffic is insane like yeah everyone's like lane splitting and like la lady riders are pretty pretty versed for the most part that's sweet like, can really work a machine that's good to know around here like 
since you're so familiar with Prince Edward Island, <laughs> we have like <laughs> one major highway and calling it a major highway. I'm even laughing at that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a road that goes like pretty much to the center of the province. <laughs> and that's like it. And, and there's traffic lights on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like basically people just ride up and down that for the weekend. Yeah. And like that's, yeah. that's, that's their riding. Oh, so there's so, like going in a straight line and then stopping. Tip to tip. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, couldn't do a U-turn if they tried. Like, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Not a lot of, <laughs> lot, not a lot of action on the twisties. No, no. there's uh, not very many twisties here. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you count like dodging potholes. Yeah. That's as, oh, okay, it's as yeah. twisty as it gets. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's good practice. <laughs> Just got to push hard. Like what are, what are the roads like that you ride on? Like we literally ride on like pretty rough pavement you know it's a little different um on the west coast because there's no inclement weather Mm -hmm. um and so like yeah when i first started riding i lived in the midwest and that's very much like yeah potholes yeah fucking galore because it's you have the whole like freeze thaw cycle and that just like tears roads up yeah Um, but it's yeah it's fascinating i would say especially like here in arizona the roads are so fucking nice. Really? It's like, yeah, everything is just flat and there are no cracks. There's no tar snakes. It's just like the the roads are wide because it's like this more modern city where they didn't like build things super close together and then like try and fit a road between them. Like it's like a planned city, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. A lot of the city is on a grid. Um, and so it's like really easy to get places, but. It's nice. And you can get out to the desert like really easily. Um, where I'm staying, it's like a little farther south. So <clears throat> yeah, if I want to get out to the desert, it's um, it's a hop, skip and a jump just down the road. And you're kind of like out in the middle of nowhere. And it's, like, it's what, dreamy. What do you have to worry about? Are there t- tumbleweeds? Are there like roaming bison? <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> no any any obstacles like that obstacles <laughs> what are the ops i mean there's always like uh, the biggest obstacle obviously is other drivers yeah or, uh, people in cars yeah no not really what? uh i haven't run into any tumbleweeds okay what about what about like wildlife? An, ar- an armadillo um, that seems no, like an arizona thing isn't it that's more that's more texas i would say <laughs> the, the wildlife that you'd have to worry about here would be rattlesnakes and coyotes. Coyotes, okay. okay. Yeah, coyotes. There's not a lot of deer uh, uh, southern in southern Arizona, or like large mammals. It's the middle of nowhere. And uh, it's a pretty, un, despite there being this massive metropolis here, it's a pretty inhospitable uh, right. environment. So, right. Yeah. Like here, the I guess the biggest wildlife would be coyotes. But I grew up in Cape Breton, which is the next island over, and we have like bears and moose and deer there, mm-hmm. which that yeah. was always, I mean, and there's twisties and there actually are mountains there. So mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that would kind of put an element of fear. Yeah. But oh here gosh. it's yeah. like. In Cape Breton, it's, it's different because you're going down a road that's like the size of a, a wide pathway. Yeah. <laughs> like at a hundred, a at hundred clicks up a hill. But here it's like, to, it's, it's way more safe here in terms of like what might be on the road. Sure. You know, except for like vehicles. But even that, I mean, technically the population is like so small. Right. That there's, mm. there, 
where we live anyway, like we could ride for like 15 minutes and not pass anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so wild. You guys really are out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here it's, um, it's mostly cars, but yeah. I feel like there are so many riders here because people, you know, you can ride all year round. Yeah. With the exception of like monsoon season, it, it doesn't really rain. Um, with the exception of dead summer like july august when it's you know 115 120 like the weather is pretty decent and the city's set up in a way that's like wide roads uh easy to get around you can get out pretty easily um it's kind of yeah i i don't know i i, I have been coming here my entire life even though i'm from here i haven't uh, i've never lived here like i said but i've been coming here my entire life and i think you know, all my family lives in the suburbs. So when I'm here, I'm usually carless or, uh, you know, I don't have a motorcycle. And so I'm like just stuck in the suburbs yeah. and I'm like getting to explore some of the the city itself for the first time. And it's like, yeah, it's a new perspective um, that I have, but very, very motorcycle, motorcyclable city. Cool. Yeah. Uh, any bucket list place you'd like to go riding? Or, or like to live or anything like that? Bucket list riding. I would really like to go. Uh, there's this um, national park in southern Utah called Zion. I don't know if you're all, you're all familiar. No. No. Okay. Yeah. You'll have to look it up. Um, I'm, I'm like, if it's not Yellowstone, I have never heard of it. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. No worries. Um, <laughs> there's basically like these two entrances to this park and the park is situated in this canyon. It's beautiful. I worked there when I was younger. I was like doing, doing um, like trail maintenance stuff. Um, but it's this beautiful, beautiful, epic place. And if you come in from one of the, uh, I think it's the North entrance, you actually do, I would say it's probably like 20 miles to get into the like kind of bulk of the park. Most people don't use that entrance. They use the South entrance, which is like, just way more accessible like you drive in and you're like in it mm -hmm. um but you do these like uh twisties that are kind of like um surrounded by these crazy like sandstone like sweeping hills and then to get down into the valley you actually they, they you know 150 years ago or whatever they blasted a hole through the side of this mountain and you go through this tunnel which is a couple miles long whoa <laughs> and on the other side of this tunnel um, <clears throat> is this open, you know, valley that you can look straight down. But as you're riding through the tunnel, they also blasted these huge archways out of the side of the tunnel. Oh, cool. So you can get these, like, glimpses of, like, what's to come. And you can't stop there or anything. Um, but you're, like, basically, like, kind of barreling down this tunnel and every, like, you know, half mile there's this massive opening that opens up and you can like see all the way down the valley and then wow. you, you go keep going and then there's another one. And then like when you're finally like out of the tunnel, you're like in it basically. Cool. But hmm. I would love to do that on a motorcycle that I've done it in a car a couple of times. And um, even in, even in a car, it's like a real magical thing. So huh. I think that would be epic. And it would just be like a great place to like c cruise around. There's, I'll send you some pictures, but sweet, or, or maybe even a video, but yeah, it's real oh, dreamy. That sounds wicked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, you know, um, Northern Arizona and Southern Utah are really these like magical places as far as like 
natural beauty is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you have the Grand Canyon, which, you know, a lot of people say is overrated. I think it's one of the most spectacular things I've ever seen. And I'm from here and like, yeah. I will never, mm-hmm. I will never, um, talk shit about the canyon like i just think it's like this really powerful like spiritual place for me Mm -hmm. um but the whole area you know there's um i think probably like eight national parks within like a couple hundred square miles or a couple hundred miles of each other it's just beautiful like it's just it's such a magical place um you know i kind of grew up in the american southwest so I guess for me to say like, oh, this place that I'm from. No, is that's like cool. The coolest shit. And, you know, like for, for years, like kind of looping back full circle for years, it's like, oh, well, these are never places that I would want to live because they're like super, super conservative. Um, and so access to these places has always been like a thing where it's like, well, yeah, I'm going to go and visit, but like, I'm never going to like, you know, be there. And so I guess to see that like shifting and changing is yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of having my like whole world rocked a little bit, like thinking about like home and what that means and the climate of the country. And yeah, I can appreciate that. You're like, I like uh, my bucket list ride is a place that's not too far from me. Uh, and it's magical, yeah. right? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like people have like, and maybe it's a modern thing, but people have because they're exposed to so many things online, but people have maybe a diminished appreciation for natural beauty. Yeah. And I am always like literally awestruck, like the definition of the word awestruck. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can get like floored by nature sometimes mm-hmm. Yeah, where it like almost brings me to tears. Like I, I can't believe that this is a thing that exists in the world. Like I am so humbled by this thing, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's something that's really unique about the, uh, the desert. It's a very like humbling place, not only because it can kill you very easily, but, it's just, it's a, it's vast, it's wide, and like it just makes you feel like very small, and not in this bad way. Like it makes you mm-hmm. feel like small in this this way that just like I don't know, kind of inspires inspires me in this way. Um, to bring that to motorcycles, um, yeah. Do you find that that gets like augmented when you're riding a bike versus in a car, and, and you're in these spaces? Absolutely. Like you have, you have the smell, you have the hot air, there's dust in your face. Like, yes. Like we just, I just had my, my first ride of the season yesterday and like every year it's a, it's a shock to the system to like go through these roads that I ride or drive every day in the car, Mm -hmm. but in the bike, Mm -hmm. it's just like, I smell everything. I feel the, the coldness when you dip down in the valley, like all Mm -hmm. this stuff that's like, I couldn't imagine what it would be like in Arizona for starters. Yeah. But like, just like being that much closer to nature and just. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, you know, there's like that, like, you know, people have talked about it for, for years, but uh, it's like the idea that when you're in a car, it's like the windshield is a screen, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, the disconnect between um, seeing something like, through a screen or I guess maybe not the disconnect, but like the, the, the association I think that we have with screens nowadays where it's like, okay, you know, I spend my life looking at a screen and like this is granted. I am controlling like this vehicle that I'm in. It's like, there's still this screen that's like there, you know, like I have this, like this degree of separation. And I think that's like generally taken 
completely away or if not completely away like mostly away when you're on a motorcycle so yeah like you like, are like fucking in it you know yeah like in a car like you're in you're in a climate controlled environment yeah yes on like yeah. you know and uh, i'm usually listening to like the radio you know yeah, like the stereo yeah. or yeah. whatever and it's like the windows are up and there's yeah exactly yeah there's yeah, no there's like no in bumps in the road everything's mm-hmm. cushioned and smooth and yeah gentle yeah. and on a bike it's like you hit the potholes and it fucking hurts. You know, yep. the things in your eyes hurt. Like it's so yep. sensory. There's right? definitely like this element of uh, protection um, mm-hmm. in a car that just kind of blankets you too. Mm-hmm. So, yes. I mean, if you like, if you like the, if you like a rush of adrenaline and the feeling of not being super safe, motorcycle <laughs> is for you, my friend. You should try motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're a fraidy cat, Please don't drive anything. <laughs> but it is amazing. I think in the desert, yeah, it's like the smell and like, you know, just like uh, being on a road where you're like, like, you know, the horizon stretches to the ground, like a million miles away from you. And like the sun is going down mm-hmm. it. That is. Yeah, that is some serious hardcore magic. I can't even imagine what it's like riding in, like, extreme heat. Yeah, it's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> like, how is that for the bike? Because, like, my bike gets overheated, like, stupid easy. Right. And that's that here. And my bike gets pretty warm, but generally it's been okay. Um, but, but, yeah, it's not, you know, it's air-cooled. Yeah. So you got to, like, you got to keep her moving. I, I definitely have, like, my... Uh, you know, my days where it's like, yeah, it's it's way too hot to go outside. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Way too hot to ride a bike right now. So the, the, the thought uh, of like going outside and putting on a jacket the second you get out there <laughs> sometimes yes. can be pretty unappealing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've had to do things like, you know, like stop and get a long sleeve and like soak it in ice water and put that back on underneath my jacket and like, yeah. What? So, yeah, <laughs> it can definitely be like, it could it can definitely and like the 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 dryness also in the wind like can really like suck all of all the moisture right out of you. Mm-hmm. So got to be got to be careful and like yeah, there's just I am not riding a motorcycle when it's 115 degrees Fahrenheit outside. It's just not going to happen. Like I'm not that Ugh. I'm not that lady. Yeah, um, you know I'm pretty hardcore, but I'm not that hardcore. So, you know what fucking sucks? <laughs> what fucking sucks? When old riders try to give new riders advice. <laughs> yeah, fuck, man. I was just uh, on this, like, local group, and there were people like, I'm going for my I'm going for my test on Friday. Anyone have any tips? And everyone contradicted each other, yeah. and it was just, like, a fucking mess. So, uh, I assume that's what you mean? That's pretty much exactly what I mean. <laughs> My my alternate fucking sucks was, you know what fucking sucks? What fucking sucks? Facebook groups. Facebook groups fucking suck. So Facebook group sucks, but more generically. Um, bad advice. Yeah, bad, bad advice, just like shitty writing advice from people that are just too old and shouldn't be writing anyway. <laughs> you're like, no, just make sure whatever you do is uh, put uh, both feet down at a stop sign. Yeah. And whatever you do is ride on the most left or the most right part of the the roadway. Yeah, that's the safest spot to ride. Safest spot, and practically, like if you put your tires like on that like white line of the shoulder, that should be perfect. Yeah, the no one, problem. The one right next to the ditch. That's where you need to be. 
That was legit. That was legit. Um, one of the greatest parts of the advice was like where to ride in the lane, which yeah. then makes you second guess yourself, right? And I'm like, yeah. to me, like I'm always, especially when we ride together, yeah, like where I'm leading, I'm. I'm hovering that yellow line like a motherfucker. Yeah. And you are hovering the ditch like a motherfucker. Yeah. But we're kind of within like that, that tire, like the car tire area of like the, t like mm -hmm. tight away on the sides. And yeah. so I was like, that, that, that's the correct place. But the only reason you'd be on the shoulder is if you weren't leading, mm -hmm. like if you were in like a staggered formation. But otherwise to me, you're like pretty fucking close to that yellow line yeah they were telling like, people to ride in the fucking center of the lane yeah like make sure you ride in the center of the lane so like, while you're doing can, your road test so everyone can see you it's like no <laughs> like right in the center of the road yeah like, the yeah, entire yeah. road yeah, the entire road like yeah you want to be in the middle like you want to be the <laughs> furthest from the ditch like pretty much as possible <laughs> yeah um Except like when you're riding, if there's like two lane in the same direction traffic. Yeah. And you're in the left lane. Uh-huh. Um, you want to be on the right side of the left lane. Okay. But that's like, especially for, this was like a PEI advice. And it's like, right. we don't have double lanes we barely, here. We barely have any double yeah. lanes. Yeah. So if you're, if you're giving advice on this very specific, <laughs> uh, like, uh, configuration of riding in traffic it's like that doesn't exist here it's like you're fucking stupid yeah <laughs> like but they're just like well if you ride <clears throat> if you ride too close to the yellow line you're going to be hit by oncoming traffic like what <laughs> <laughs> like no anyway um one thing though so the person the this person in this particular example they did their drive they did their driving test mm -hmm. they got their license and they just came back on they're like Hey, just so everyone knows, I talked to the, I talked to the person for the, like who was running the test before we mm -hmm. left. And they said that I wouldn't lose points if I put both feet down, like at mm -hmm. a stop, even though like, you know, the safety course teaches you to keep yeah. your foot on the brake, but just an FYI, it, both are okay. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. I mean, but I guess yeah. like as a new rider, if the most stable you can be is two feet down, sure. Yeah. I guess learning bad habits but yeah and that's just like that's provincial regulations which are not very stringent to yeah, get yeah. your motorcycle license yeah. they have never been and the safety course is specifically safety be above all else right right so like they don't they don't teach you how to like drive like be a driver on the safety course right they don't teach you how to signal and stuff yeah because like, there's no signals on the bikes yeah can it, you go ahead? They just try to teach you like good riding habits or whatever. Can you think of any bad advice you got from an older rider, like as a as a new rider? I'm pretty sure everything Big Al taught us when we were learning to ride was like bad advice, <laughs> good bad uh, advice. Yeah, I don't know. Like Big Al's different though, because Big Al's actually a good rider. Yeah, like he may have like some bad habits as far as like safety shit goes but like some of that non-safety riding was like kind of fun yeah and that was like you know i'm just like being a little shithead like yeah that riding was uh more defensive than anything and yeah. and things are probably different for him because he is a riding instructor now that's very true <laughs> but like him saying things like 
Um, do you ever just go like really fast into a corner, like too fast and just like kind of give it throttle and pop yourself out of it? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> best advice I ever got. Like, oh, you can do that? Yeah. Like if <laughs> it's just so counterintuitive, it's like, yeah, if you're going into a turn and you think you're going to fall or you think you're going too fast, lean into it and give, give it some it throttle. It's like, yeah. oh, that's actually really great advice. Yeah. Cause and a way more fun to ride. And if you didn't. And if no one just said that to you, and I mean, this is like someone that like you can see that they're a good rider mm-hmm. and uh, they've been doing it for a long time. And it's like, well, if no one planted that like seed yeah. in your brain, it'd be like, you'd never think to do that. And who knows what would have happened? Yeah. Maybe straight into the ditch. Yeah. People always argue about, and this is not in that form, but in other situations, especially the difference between cruiser riders and sport bike riders. Yeah. Uh, arguing on which way to lean, especially if you have a passenger. Because uh-huh. it's like, passenger, always, remember, always lean with the rider. Oh, yeah. And then you have people that are like, remember, never lean with the rider, yeah. always counter lean. And people are like, never counter lean with the rider. Yeah. <laughs> there's that. And then there's like, the riders themselves don't know which way they're supposed to be leaning. <laughs> like, like you lean into a turn. No, you counter lean into a turn. What? And it's like, they don't understand what they're doing while they're riding. Yeah. That's not surprising. It's like, well, like you, you turn into a turn, you lean into a turn, but like, just because you're getting closer to the road, like your weight is pushing the other way, right? Like you're pushing down on your tires. Yeah. It's like, I guess kind of, it looks like you're leaning down. You know, like people are like riding and putting, putting a knee down or whatever, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're putting that knee down on the pavement on the side that you're turning, but you're actually shifting all of your weight in the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're pushing yeah. your body like back and up, yeah, not down to the ground. So people are like, oh no, you have to lean right if you're going right. It's like, well, well no, your, your bike's going right, but you physically should be leaning the other way <laughs> if you lean the same direction your bike's going that's called falling <laughs> it's fascinating to realize how much not just bad advice people have but just how much advice people have when they like us have no fucking clue what they're talking about <laughs> like never take advice from us this is not an advice like <laughs> podcast that that podcast is coming soon <laughs> that podcast coming soon but like when it does come yeah don't actually listen to us (laughs) we don't know what we're talking about (laughs) i'm fucking full of anxiety sometimes you just gotta lay her down (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm so gonna use that the next time i crash (laughs) oh my gosh yeah (laughs) i just feel like what happened what happened i just had to lay her down (laughs) if we did this live it would be such a fucking (laughs) crapshoot like (laughs) (laughs) women's motorcycle gear that is um form-fitting and comes in a wide variety of sizes like i feel like that's like kind of a kind of a cool thing that's been happening yep. lately mm-hmm. and like uh-huh. i don't have to look like a total fucking dork 
You got any questions for Emma? Nope. Me neither. None. Is Jesus coming too? Uh, maybe still. <laughs> you know, I wish I decided that helmets were cool, but, uh... No. Whatever. We're just gonna layer down and... <laughs> exactly. See how it works out. Huh. Hi, I... Oh, fuck. The, uh, Jay? <laughs> right. That's true. Right. You just slide on your back. It's like a fun ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a slip and slide. All right. Heavily, heavily scripted. I'm just gonna read from my teleprompter. Okay, sweet. <laughs> so then I take that and I turn it into a podcast. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Hooray. Oh this is so fun. No, that's not good advice at all. No. Yeah, well, you know, you're the uh you're the 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 byproduct of um, you know, a couple thousand years of pretty extreme glaciation, so <laughs> some geology for y'all. We're on the hunt for cowboy boots. That, that's our next <laughs> that's our next uh cowboy boots. That's my Yeah, please report back. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. any anything in the middle of the states, I especially don't know. Yeah, we have a term for that in the United States. It's called flyover country. Yeah. <laughs> try Push try harder. harder. On the handlebar. Push yeah. harder on the handlebar. Yeah. <laughs> Change yeah. your underwear later. How can you be a lady dressed in black? I, I assume since, you know, you're both talking to me that uh, Jesus has not come yet. Recently where I was like, oh, the sleeves fit. And, you know, mm-hmm. there'll be like a lot of like, People, I'm assuming cis women being like, the sleeves are too long. And I'm like, shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't <laughs> say anything. Roll your shut sleeves up and let me have fucking fitting sleeves for yeah. once in my goddamn life, <laughs> yeah. please. Yeah. 46. Fuck that. Oh, fuck. I think like <laughs> peak, peak temperature is around like almost 50. Oh like, my God. Like what yeah. te- at what temperature does steel melt? <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, I have had I have memories of, you know, living here as a small child and like, you know, standing on the the pavement and um wearing flip-flops and like, you know, the, my shoes literally melting to the, to oh the God. like like <laughs> there's something like I don't know, we call them dad bikes, but there's like just something so funny about someone that's on like you know, a 1995 Suzuki or even like uh-huh. a, a Kawasaki Vulcan or something, but there's like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're full, like head to toe leather, like chaps uh-huh. over their leather pants. And yeah. they're like, yeah. I am fucking tough as shit. Yeah. yeah. Like road dog, but then they go to like yeah. the engineering job on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh my God. And, and worst case scenario, just lay her down. Yeah. Worst case, just lay yeah. her down. Yeah. Just lay her down. Yeah. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you got crash bars. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but helmets, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, my God. Exactly. You know, they're on like some new Harley bagger. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's like a $40,000 bike. Like there's nothing like edgy about you at all. Yeah. Like you when know? you see that guy riding on the bagger with like New Balance runners and yes. like um, relaxed fit light wash jeans and, mm-hmm. and you're just like oh my god and like a bomber jacket like not a cute yeah. bomber jacket like a sports bomber jacket and you're like <laughs> yes. oh no yeah like you just gotta layer down yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> you've never oh you're gonna do an american thing you're gonna do what people uh, a lot of older writers will have war stories about having to layer down you know and it's like you know i took a turn too wide and instead of being like a proficient writer where i could <laughs> maneuver my way out of the situation you i just, just had to layer down that's, you know? <laughs> wait so what you mean buddy is uh you just had to crash 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was like, well, I can do like a front side crash or I can do a low side crash. So I chose the low side and it's like, well, you could have just been better. <laughs> 